This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. There is currently a record amount of cocaine in the world due to a record harvest and a failing peace process in Colombia. In fact, just last week, the White House announced that coca production in Colombia is at an all-time high, despite a renewed campaign to manually eradicate the plant. With unprecedented access to Colombia's cocaine cartels, journalist Toby Muse offers a deeply reported, thrilling account of the journey of one kilo of cocaine from the farmers who produce it to the killers who protect it, to the drug barons and their lovers made fabulously wealthy by it. The book is Kilo Inside the de- Deadliest Cocaine Cartels from the Jungles to the Streets. The author is Toby Muse. Toby Muse is a British-American writer, television reporter, documentary filmmaker, and foreign correspondent. He has reported from the front lines of the conflicts in Colombia, Iraq, and Syria. He has embedded with soldiers, rebels, and drug cartels, producing exclusive reports from cocaine laboratories and guerrilla jungle camps. He lived in Bogota, Colombia for more than 15 years, reporting across South America and on the endless drug war. Happy to have Toby Muse join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Toby, welcome to this program. Fantastic. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. So this cocaine is destabilizing Latin America. It's empowering criminal gangs, which then fuels immigration towards the U.S. border, right? Indeed. This is this dark world of cocaine. It leaves this trail of corruption and murder, and not just in Latin America. It's across the world, whether it be in uh, the hotspots of Africa, in Europe, everywhere where cocaine is it empowers and finances the worst aspects of that society because they're involved in the drug trafficking. So the mafia in Italy, gangs across Africa, across Asia, and it has this knock-on effect with the immigration here in the United States. It destabilizes these Central American countries. The mafias and the gangs get more powerful. There's more violence. There's more emigration as people just walk out of these countries. They arrive to the U.S. border. That increases, that pushes the issue of immigration to the forefront of American politics, which becomes a polarizing issue. It's not cocaine's sole responsibility, but it plays its part. Toby, why is there currently a record amount of cocaine in the world? Well, the the answer is there was this peace process between the FARC, the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, and the government. Now, the FARC had been fighting the government for a Marxist-Leninist revolution for about five decades. When you think of Latin American rebels or guerrillas, you're thinking of the FARC. These were men and women. They allowed women on the front lines of combat. They're dressed in camouflage. They've all got AK-47 slung over their uh, backs. This is what you're imagining. Now, they got into a peace process with the government. By the end of it, the FARC controlled much of where coca, this is the bush that produces cocaine, they were controlling much of the country's coca. So the deal was, the FARC said, we will lower our weapons, but the Colombian central government has to do what it's never been able to do in its history, arrive to every corner of the country and provide basic law and order. The Colombian government dropped the ball, and in fact, new narco militias and mafias raced to take control of all of this suddenly ownerless coca. So there's a new round of bloodshed in some of the worst parts of Colombia. That's the explanation from Colombia's point of view. Why there's more cocaine than ever before? The other is consumption. This is a business that relies on demand, and the world's richest countries keep demanding more cocaine. So poorer countries end up producing it. Toby Muse is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. Uh, His book is Kilo, Inside the Deadliest Cocaine Cartels in the Jungles 
to the streets. Uh, it's being felt across the planet. The U.S. recorded its biggest ever cocaine haul last year. Who were the other countries that were up there, too? Well, Germany has reported a record amount, a record seizure of cocaine. Costa Rica found five tons of cocaine. That was a record. The U.K. seized more cocaine than ever before. Uh, that was its last figures. Around 10 tons have been seized by police. So we're feeling the ripples of this peace process and this record cocaine across the planet. And certainly when you take a country like the United States, it's still struggling with the opioid crisis. And yet here comes cocaine roaring back. So we're seeing overdoses start to go across the country. We're seeing uh, more arrests for cocaine. Um, I, I hope the country's ready for it. Toby Muse, my guest here on Speaking of Writers, the book Kilo, Inside the Deadliest Cocaine Cartels and the Jungles to the Streets. Uh, the book explains every step of the process. In a nutshell, can you describe it? Yeah, it's a chain of people. This is what kind of what I wanted to illustrate with this book, that it starts off with farmers out in the poorest parts of the country. They grow it, then it's produced by these uh, narco militias into pure cocaine. Then it passes through the cartel's hands, the drug traffickers, the killers for hire. And then it shoots out to the rest of the world. This, it, it travels on the grooves. Uh, I wrote in a book that it travels in the grooves made by honest men and women. So cocaine takes over these trade routes that were used for honest purposes and now takes them over to be used to transport cocaine. If it's aiming for America, there's a high chance it will go through the eastern Pacific. I was with the Coast Guard on a three-week uh, I was with them for three weeks as they were doing a mission, uh, just patrolling that region. When I was with them, we were seeing them take down three, four, five tons a go from these shipping vessels. Um, other cocaine goes through Venezuela on its way to Europe. So again, it starts in the fields of Colombia, but it reaches every corner of the planet. And describe some of these shipping vessels. I recently saw some photos of them. They're like mini subs, right? Indeed, narco subs, they're called. Now, I should specify... They're not full submarines so far uh, because they still do have the pipes above surface to bring in oxygen and expel the exhaust. But the rest of the ship is entirely underwater. These things can carry eight, nine, ten tons of cocaine. They cost between a million, two million dollars. They're made in these uh, kind of makeshift jungle uh, factories in the jungles of Colombia. Then they're just they stealthily go out onto the Pacific laden down with drugs. And it's this constant cat and mouse. I think the narco subs also show just how innovative cocaine is. It's constant evolution. More than I would say any other drug, cocaine has just been involved with innovation from the beginning. It's like constantly evolving in front of our eyes. So it makes it a very tough enemy to be able to dominate. Toby, you tell the human stories in this book, Kilo. Uh, behind the journey. Uh, who did you interview? Well, I started off with the coca farmers, the, um, the coca pickers, but then we move on to the coca towns. And to really understand what they're like, imagine kind of Deadwood, the kind of gold rush mentality, the swap gold for uh, coca and put in a lot more automatic rifles. That's the kind of feeling there, these lawless zones where every man and woman is responsible for their own um, security, there's heavy prostitution. Again, there's a kind of social decay that takes over these towns once cocaine arrives. I also interview um, the police who are out there, the Colombian police who are out there, the front line of trying to destroy these uh, crops. I interview a contract killer who works for the cartels, a drug trafficker. His girlfriend, his witch, uh, every drug trafficker has a witch who 
cast spells for them, whether it be for protection, to harm their enemies, or just to help a shipment get through. And I end the book, as I say, with the U.S. Coast Guard spending those weeks and kind of getting a feel for the work they do. And speaking of the Coast Guard, they have militarized much more than the world really realizes. Before this book, I thought the Coast Guard was these old men and women with white hair and looking out over on the sea, rescuing sailors in trouble. No, I mean, since 9-11, they've become tremendously important in patrolling the seas, almost acting like the police officers, police officers of the sea. Now, they wouldn't like that term, but that's really what they're doing, patrolling, stopping the cocaine getting through. But the area is so vast, they described it to me, that with four or five Coast Guard cutters, it's like four or five police cars patrolling the continental United States. They get some of the cocaine, but they know a lot more is getting through. We're chatting with Toby Muse. His book is Inside uh, Kilo, Inside the Deadliest Cocaine Cartels from the Jungles to the Streets. Toby, what would you like readers to take away from this book? I would like them to take away that the current approach we're doing is not working. We need to think of a new approach that the drug war has had so long, and it's just not working. And meantime, while we don't change course, just many, many people are continue to die. The war on drugs in America is an abstract. It's like the war on poverty, the war on hunger. In Central America and parts of South America, it does feel like a war. And day in, day out, men and women are dying. And we need to, we need to review that policy and stop those pointless deaths. Toby Muse, the book is Kilo, Inside the Deadliest Cocaine Cartels in the Jungles to the Streets. Toby, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. It's been a great conversation. Thank you. And this is Speaking of Writers, and that is Capital Region Sunday, a production of Townsquare Media Albany for this week. We will be back again next week with another edition. I'm Steve Richards. Thank you for listening.